0: Welcome back. Welcome back to the Brothers Rising Up Hill podcast. I'm your host, Andre Taran, joined by my my two co-hosts, Corey Jones and my boy Neil Scott. I was about to, you Neil know, almost almost said your uh your, your oh. that, That's why I paused a little bit. We're gonna we gonna say that for we'll we'll hold that to later. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna say that for, we'll for say another that time. We <laughs> they ain't ready for that yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, beautiful people, we, we we're glad to have you again. It's it's a wonderful day, and we just we just first want to want to thank uh, our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for giving us breath in our lungs and the ability to do this thing. And so, for those who haven't heard it uh, or tuned into the Brothers Rising Up podcast or the Brother podcast before, uh, we're we're just a a, a, a Christian collective of African American men. Uh, that love god and and want to pursue after his heart and the purpose for for this podcast and what we do here as far as content creation is we talk christian manhood purity and the intermingling of faith and pop culture and so last time we we gave y'all five things god had to say about being a man and it was powerful and my, Mm -hmm. my my boys here were rolling today we're talking about purity And so in part one of of this series called So You Think You're Safer at Home, we're going to talk about uh, Christian purities far, far from a male perspective. What's that look like over the pandemic? And, you know, because, as you know, fellas, I know y'all remember how uh, states were rolling out the saying safer at home as they were doing the phases. And so we want to play off that as things are starting to open back up. Because people naturally thought they might be safer home, especially when it came right. to, to keeping themselves so pure. You know, you're not, uh stepping out to the to the streets, but that might necessarily, not necessarily been uh, the truth. So before we get rolling, um, I just I just want to ask y'all, fellas, how y'all feeling today? What's going on?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm liking that shirt. As you were talking, I was like, "That shirt is nice." Uh, who's my, that? On?
0: That's my grandfather. <laughs> That's serious. It has it has a saying on it says, have have I told you I love you today? That's that's oh, what that that's this,
1: fire, man. That was his
0: that was his thing. And so yeah, we we repping uh granddad today. That's dope, man.
1: Granddad was fly. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. I'm doing
2: great. Cool. cool. Yeah, same on my end, man. It's been a great, great day so far. Uh just excited to be back again with you guys, man. Have a good conversation. So I'm, I'm feeling great. This is out there is no other place I'd rather be right now.
1: Okay. Both, yeah. of got, both of y'all got flat t shirts on because Neil rocking the Kingdom Fit T
2: shirt hey, yeah. too. You, you just got you got this one on Kingdom Fit shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, represent Kingdom Fit, Kingdom Man, bro. Absolutely, dog. That's dope.
0: For <laughs> sure. For sure. And so fellas today we are talking purity. So we got for starters. Um, I'm a 25-year-old single man. Uh Corey's married. And Corey, how old are you? I'm 36. Okay. And Neil, mm-hmm. Neil, Neil, you you're single. How old are you good, sir? I'm 39. Okay. So we're all in, I say, I said, I said we're all in different stages of life and, you know, but the battle for purity is still the same for me across those, those bridges. Um, Mm -hmm. It might, the battle, I mean, our battle plan, our game plan might look different, but when it comes to fighting the fight, the fight is still a fight. And so um, as we enter this purity series, the the first question I have for y'all, we are kind of more of an open format than last time, but what is, what does purity mean to y'all? What does the Bible say about it, and what does that look like?
1: Uh, I'll go. For, okay, yeah, go ahead. And yeah, go. yeah,
2: I, I jump in there because uh, I think this is, this is a great way, to actually, to get into that conversation. Because I thought about purity. You know, we don't hear that a lot. We don't. We don't hear anybody walking around saying, "Be pure, become pure." That's not a. That's not a language that we taught necessarily in the culture. Yeah, and so it just made me sit back and really reflect on purity. You know, what was my thought on purity prior to, you know, coming into the Lord and really growing in maturity to, you know, where I am today in light of now knowing what I must do to walk back uh, uh, that sort of uh, way of living. And then I thought about it. I was like, okay, there's something dropped in my spirit and it said free from contamination, right? Simple, simple uh, uh, definition. That's good when i when i when I go to think about free from contamination, right that just made me think about you know when things are needed to be disinfected, you know and, and when when you're not cleansed the way you should be cleansed or if your space is not as clean as it should be, right it's like it's not free from dirt, it's not yeah. free from things that's not keeping it clean, so that just made me think about that, man. I'll keep it short and let Corey jump in there
1: yeah, I would just um the traditional i guess uh where I know it to be is um refraining and abstaining from sexual activity, all sorts of uh sexual activity um um outside of marriage I would mm-hmm. say so and then um so that, that encompasses married or single because uh, like sexual activity like if you are married if you're in a covenant relationship that means that, that sexual activity is only um that is exclusive to your uh spouse. Yeah. And if, if you're single, that means like any form of that outside of the covenant of marriage. So uh traditionally that's the definition <clears> of it in the church is, is purity. Purity. Um yeah.
0: I know I know for me when I when I was younger, the word purity it just seemed like such a soft word. Like especially as like a, as a teenage male, I'm like, I mean that's for women. Like purity is for women. I'm thinking about purity rings I'm thinking all this stuff. That's soft that like we not and for men man to say that like for me to be out here saying, Yeah, man, I'm, I'm living a life of purity, like I'm, I'm pursuing that the purity. But you'll probably think that, Oh, that man, bro, saw nah, bro. I tell you what, what I'm doing right now is harder than what you're doing. I mean, and, mm. and 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 I'm doing the sacrifices for a reason. Um, you know, the idea of covenant is so it's so it's so wonderful to me, um, because it, it allows you to. to to, it, it it just it just carries sometimes just a little bit more weighted and, and heavy, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm remaining pure. So not only I can can I keep a covenant God, but when I enter a covenant with a woman, when I enter a covenant with my wife, that a lot of these things from my past aren't necessarily chasing me down like they could be. Right. And so for me, a lot of my purity, a lot of my pursuit of purity, and what I think purity is, is for me it starts up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts mm-hmm. in the mind, and I want to mm-hmm. go to the word really quick. Um, it's not necessarily our focus verse of the day, but, you know, when, when people talk about purity, they talk about this verse often. And it's, you know, usually it's first Corinthians like six, 18 through 20 or 19 through 20. But I want to start on verse 18. But it says, you know, it says run from sexual sin. No, other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I'm not pursuing purity, I'm literally not only in my. Sinning is the Lord, but I mean, I'm, I'm impacting myself. I can't, I can't, I can't lay out a, the laundry would, would be too long if I try to lay out all the things that, that uh, sexual sin, the hurt that is causing in my life. You talk mm-hmm. about, we, you want to I mean, we could do a whole separate thing on pornography, but you talking about pornography specifically, and when you get into the science of it, you you put a, a guy, a person that's addicted to pornography up against somebody who's addicted to cocaine or whatever, and you do a brain scan, the brain scans look the same. Yeah and you create new neural pathways and all this different stuff. And you, you know, there's so much pain that comes with um sex or sexual sin outside of the, the covenant that it's almost not worth it. And so I'm glad that, you know, we can have a Holy spirit, you know, cause the next verse goes on to say, uh, it talks about how do you like, do you not know that you're the temple of the Holy spirit? Mm-hmm. And, I, but it's also reassuring in the sense that, okay, I might have these sins that impact my body, but I'm a temple. And if the Holy spirit is in charge of the sanctification of me as a human being, then I know I continuously have opportunities to, to, to work towards purity and continue to pursue purity because the Holy spirit is, is taking me from glory to glory and changing me and sanctifying me and allow me to repent and turn my heart posture towards him. So the things that I used to do began to fall off. Um, and I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting long-winded. But of no, course, course. course, I kind of I wanted to lob it to you because you talked about actually it was it was it was Brian, but you've mentioned this in passing before too about how the the amount of chances we get. Brian was talking about how in this area when we fall, you know, it's like going up to the plate in baseball and getting a limited amount of, of foul balls. You could just, yeah. you just foul balls off. You never strike out. And uh-huh. so, uh, can, can you can you talk about you know what that continual life and neil too can you talk about what that continual life of sacrifice looks like even though you know you may struggle and slip at times
1: mm. right i mean the culture we live in sex is just so like it's just we're oversaturated right with sex and on you know social media um and music it's been like that for years but it's just been heightened you know even more so and so um not just not to, because I think sometimes we can we can just blame that on our culture a lot. We can just, that's the time we live in, but yeah. um, so we're more susceptible to falling, even you know as men, men of Christ, men of God, um, just men in general, um, you know saved or unsaved, like we find ourselves in uh, a lot of us have uh, been discipled in, in porn usage since we mm-hmm. were since we were young just because accessibility too it's a lot more accessible back in course, my day back course, when I stop was right young.
0: there bro stop right yeah. there because <laughs> I think you said something and I'm sure Neil would agree you just said that we were we've been discipled in it bro that's that's a deep thing that's not mm-hmm. discipled in it bro break, break that down real quick
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. disciple meaning in that it's a, it's an it's a common activity to do like amongst your friends like when I, I, I my first time watching porn was a friend and in, in but middle school or elementary school who told me to turn to the spice channel he was like i know you probably don't have it but you could just listen to it and it's something that guys do and then, you know you play sports and this is it's just a part it's you know certain porn stars you get to know and It's something that you, you've been discipled by uh, other guys or other people uh, not only guys of the opposite sex too like you could be discipled into it it's just it's just a norm it's just something to do it's something that teenagers do um and then that change that that that's the, your way of thinking until, you know, different, but a lot of times, you know, those are the, those are the people that you're around. And so they disciple that type of behavior. And so if everybody's doing it, why I should, why should I be different? And this feels good. So I'm going to go with that. So that's powerful. Man. That's what I mean by being discipled in it. For especially, sure, man.
0: Especially when you think that we're supposed to be creating disciples in other forms. Like, I don't think people understand that you can, you can create disciples in other avenues that are not healthy. And, and you say that, and, Neil, I don't know if you had different experiences, but you you talk about. I mean, it was it was super. It was super common among me. My friends say, "Hey, bro, you need to check her out. Oh, you need to check this out. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, have you seen
2: this?" And like we were, we really discipling mm-hmm. each other. And Neil, what, what what did that look like for you? I'm just hearing y'all talk, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking back to something Corey said in the beginning of this, as he talked about purity as it relates to the church's You know, uh definition of it or what. Uh, uh, Christians as far as the meaning of it what they take purity to be and you know I started it out talking about free from contamination but then I, I, I was thinking in my mind as I began to decipher in between the church's definition and thinking about uh, from a worldly perspective of what we may believe being free from contamination mean and now to come to the point that we're at now and and hearing Kurt, Corey talk to, talk about being discipled in I look at it from a broader perspective than that, you know, because a lot of the things, and we probably can all attest to this, when we came into our state of being impure, whether it's through pornography, whatever our sexual desires may have been, you know, sometimes we miss that there are layers to a lot of the choices that we make, right? 100%. I mean, that could be a deeper rooted situation or thing that we may be experiencing that may lead us into that state of impure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Now, going back to when I made the statement about free from contamination and then hearing what Corey says, you know, yeah, we may as believers and hear more so in the church as they relate to purity to sexual desires or, you know, marriage and things along those lines. But we have to think about this. When you think about free from contamination or looking at it from a worldly view and not in a box in which, you know, we sometimes take our beliefs from the church and begin to apply it to every aspect of life. But we have to think about, Being impure, because God says in Matthew uh, um, in in one of His sermons about being pure in heart, right? God wants us to be pure in heart. See, A lot of things Mm -hmm. that I've learned, and and now I'm thinking about how I even came into a life of pornography along my journey in terms of cultural aspects or energies, I'll say, you know, that surrounds us, whether we are in a community where you're subjected to that or discipled into it. But in essence, it's about your environmental nature in yeah. essence that drives us to start making certain decisions. So that's why, I, speaking of free from contamination, to, to make this all make sense in what I'm saying, we have to begin talking about. What are some choices in our lives, right? Decisions that we are making that's not allowing us to become clear and conscious so that we can begin to even focus on that the problem is sexual impurity that's or right. that the problem is pornography? Because there are so many things compounding our minds, in our hearts, right? And so God begins mm. to purify that until our minds begin to become cleansed to peel back those layers. So we can see that it's much deeper than even the pornography. It's much deeper than even, even our sexual desires. There are even the smaller things that we overlook sometimes in life that could be impure or are causing some sort of contamination in our hearts. And it's just from a spiritual, mental, emotional, and even a physical sense it's breaking our bodies down and we're being broken apart by these different elements that we're not focused on. And then we fight with this one thing being sexual desires. But then there's more right. too. Yeah, And and I look at it now as you begin to think about it from a a broader view in terms of your life, if you want to ever take an inventory of the choices and decisions you're making to begin to think like, how can I become a pure being? What does that look like? What does pursuing purity looks like? What's the truthfulness in that? And we're going to get to that. And brothers, I I mean, I I did. I I wanted to be clear on this thing and wanted to do research as we're getting into this topic, because I, I, I myself still feel like I'm learning.
0: Yeah. You know? right, and right. so,
2: in essence of that, man, I, I think as we get along this conversation, I'd love for us to share <laughs> four things that I found that would be a great, you know, way in terms of bringing it home, like really talking about purity from a more broader perspective. Sometimes that we kind of overlook. And if you begin to see some of those little things that we're doing and learn how to begin to now disinfect those things out of your life, yeah. then It'll be easier then as you begin to gain that strength to let go. If it's even a sexual desire or a sexual impurity that you're battling. Right. Because yeah. Now you have less weight or less things pointed to your mind and your heart. So mm-hmm. that just made me think about what you guys were saying. It all makes sense. And then tying it into that, that worldview, that spiritual view. And now you can see the land <laughs> from both sides.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause we, we, understand well we understand because we've been mm-hmm. we've been trying to walk this right. thing out but a lot of people don't don't see that falling into pornography masturbation or or uh, mm-hmm. sleeping around any type of sexual sin majority of times is just a manifestation right mm-hmm. and so you talked about this these layers and these layers they they, mm-hmm. they have a different levels of depth yeah you have you have some just the smaller things I know um, in some of my studies there's there's an acronym called halt and H is horny like you just you just your body just feeling feeling crazy
1: mm-hmm.
0: a is usually like angry l is lonely and T is tired these are the times where we where we're most susceptible to fall right mm-hmm. so that's make that could be one base level but those those are only those are only really triggers those are those are triggers
1: mm-hmm. so
0: we got to look at triggers but then we got to look at traumas. So you got your triggers Mm -hmm. and you got your traumas. okay. Mm -hmm. so as you begin to break down and see, okay, well, I'm trying to pursue purity. Right. Um, But I'm still falling. There's a lesson in every in every fall. And and that's across that's across anything. I mean, you want to you want to compare it to weight weightlifting. okay? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to put 225 up. Right. Let's say I let's say I traditionally listen to 185. I'm trying to I'm trying to grow, for example. I'm just throwing some numbers around. Let's say you try to get 225 and you can't rack it and your boy got to pick it up. There's a lesson to be learned in that, like mm-hmm. anything else. So when we look at our triggers, we go. Ahead, so what is triggering me to do this action? Okay, I'm just feeling crazy. Okay, I'm angry or I'm upset. I'm sad. I'm lonely. I'm tired. So now you can identify these are the these are the times where I might be more susceptible. Then you got your traumas, which you Neil know was getting at. And with the traumas, these things have levels to them as well. Mm-hmm. These can be very surface level, little, little small traumas, like my week not going well, like. Uh, I'm upset about this, my, my boss, X, Y, Z. But then you got your deeper traumas, like being, you could be molested or, or, or sexually assaulted as a child, um, issues w- with, your, with your father, um, being abused in different ways. Then you have these these deeper level traumas. But when you look at these two buckets, traumas, I mean, tra- triggers and traumas, you'll be able to see the pattern. And once mm-hmm. you're able to see the pattern, you're able to then uh, formulate a game plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so with that being said, um, we're, we're kind of in the share section of, of this point in the podcast. And so I got two questions and you can answer them twofold. Um, what, what challenge do we face as Christian men kind of today when it comes to purity, right? What are some like general temptations or addictions or strongholds or things that you all might face or, or guys have said to you that, that they're facing the guys that we kind of support. Um, of course it's confidential. We're just talking about generalities like blanket statements and then B, kind of going to the title of this, of this, this series, um, what has that challenge looked like during COVID? Hmm. And so I'm gonna talk about that.
1: I think our biggest challenge I would say is our identity and who we are, because oftentimes like not defining ourselves by our failure. So getting back to your the original question that you took asked me, like um we can strike out. We cannot strike out because going back to Brian's analogy, like we never strike out. It's just foul balls, but we can think that we're striking out. And so, um, as Christian men who really are trying to follow Jesus, I mean, there's conviction, right? There's true conviction. We should we should feel um, we shouldn't we, should, we feel bad when we sin in this area, right? And we we constantly found our find ourselves in patterns of sexual sin. Because we yeah. feel like we're displeasing God, and every time we sin, no matter whether it's sexual sin, any type of sin, we are breaking. Um, we're still we're breaking fellowship with God, not relationship. Relationships are always going to be there. Right. Um, you never good. stop. You never stop being your Father's child because of the blood, right? We never stop being His child because of the blood. He secured us in Himself. So we might be out of fellowship, but we're not out of relationship. But that just it just makes us feel like ah, I'm, I'm just so angry. And we can oftentimes, I, know, I have to find myself by my failures. Like, am I going to ever get this right? Um, mm. And realizing that, no, I'm still his son. He still loves me. God is still, like, I need to run to him instead of wait run away from him yeah. um, in these times. And a lot of times we can, <clears throat> we make mistakes. The Bible mentions Peter, like when, when Peter will often get on himself pretty hard, um, especially when he denied Christ. Like, he was just like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did that. He told me I would do that. Um, and it, it can, it can, it was his biggest issue. And, and that's for us too. Like, we could just like, man, this, or we could just feel like giving up. Like, man, I keep falling in this area. Why am I trying? Why am I even trying? Like, I, I'm just not cut out for this Christian life or, um, mm-hmm. God doesn't like me. So we gotta, remember, we gotta, we have our identity crisis and realize that we're not defined by our failures or our, um, performance, whether we do good or bad, sometimes when we when we when we when we're not falling in a particular area, maybe porn. I have a lot of friends who porn is not an issue, or a few friends who porn is not an issue for them. Um uh, or sexual sin is not a stronghold for them. Um, as it is from for much for a lot of men so we can feel like we can define ourselves by that like i'm doing good in this area like i'm a good Christian and so that's who i am but humility has to be our posture and whatever and what, whatever side we fall on um and and know that um really seeing what the gospel is about yes we should, we're trying to we're being sanctified and we don't want to accept failure okay we don't want to accept mediocrity we want to continue to to uh, develop and um and really like get better you know what i'm saying like we're we're constantly being perfected and made in the image of god so we don't want to just say oh i fell today thank you god forgive me and then fall tomorrow like we want to actually put some uh some effort into that but all realize that your identity is that you're a child of god that you've been saved by the precious blood of jesus and that his god he died for all of that and so you have another chance there's mercy there's grace there's opportunity so that's 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 going back to what Brian said. You don't strike out. You, you're not going to strike out. Um, I know people didn't hear what Brian said. It was, Brian is a brother of ours, and we were talking um, in, in another meeting about this this particular sin. Um, but yeah, I think that would be number one.
0: Hey, Brian ain't just a brother. Brian is 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 that boy who 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 gives us our beautiful graphics and who's going to be working on this video. And he's so, a production hey, manager. Yeah, he's 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 <laughs> the man. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, Neil, what's your take on that? Uh, or or for you, maybe, you know, what, what does it look like during COVID? Any, any one of those questions you want to attack, bro?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick up off, pick it back off some stuff Corey was talking about because he made some great points. And, you know, I, I listened to uh, when you talked about pleasing God and then you mentioned strongholds. Those two words stick out to me or phrases. And so I, I went to thinking about, you know, my own battle with lust, right? Like being... Uh, 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 lust, lusting and then being tempted and then, you know, allowing that 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 cycle to continue in your life begins to become such a stronghold, right? And, and it's hard to let it go because it's something that you've been fighting for so long. And so I go to think about as Christian men, what I see in myself uh, and in others that we fight with pleasing God and fighting our strongholds, right? And and I say that because I think about myself whenever I've been convicted in a situation, or if I'm about to make a choice, or if I've went ahead and made that decision or choice, and yet I feel convicted after the fact, and knowing that you know I know better than that, or I should you know uh, because I know better, I should be doing better. And so, in that though, and like Corey was saying, that we're still we're still in relationship, and he still loves us. And so, and what I what I've done in the past was cause even more anxiety on top of the conviction. Within myself, because I'm fighting that stronghold, and then I'm 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 feeling hard on myself because I know better. Yeah. So and 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 but what I had to learn over time, and 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 guys, you're gonna hear me say this verse, the rest of our connection, our lives, because (laughs) uh, Second Corinthians uh, 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 12 speaks to God's sufficient grace, right? His power being perfected in our weaknesses, and so. This ties it all in for me because I had to learn over time through my conviction and through the own anxiety that I was creating within myself or how I was trying to just lean on my way of doing it and just trying to get through because I felt still defiled in a way in in light of what I had been learning by following Christ, right? I felt like, ah, how can I make that decision over and over again as I'm continuing to pursue Christ and live right? right? And so I end up causing more anxiety within myself than I need to. But over time, as I begin to, as I continue to seek the Lord for that comfort that I, that I needed in, in my struggle, is that it, it's like I begin to learn more and gain a greater insight in terms of my relationship with God. And so when I would experience those moments, right, where I'm making a decision uh, and or, or if I'm being tempted, if, if my desires are getting the best of me, uh, I've learned now to just when I fall short, to channel my energy into God because I need Him desperately, and so by channeling that energy into God, and because he, because He knows my struggle, right, I could begin to lay my burdens, you know, down. I could begin to cast my anxiety upon Him, and so that just makes me think about now over time as we're dealing with these desires, right? That. If, we, if the relationship that we have with with our Father is, 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 is continuing to guide us and order our steps by way of the Holy Spirit, then if we learn to just practice, right? To just seek Him at all times, no matter what, instead of causing more to pile up on us, then over time, I've learned that that power or that weakness that I possess is giving me more strength to fight it off. Yeah. because. I'm learning through through my own struggle with these desires, with these things that I'm fighting. So, as a Christian man, I just tied into those two, bruh, in pleasing God at the same time and and fighting with those strongholds that that's that's been such a uh, uh, um, that's damaged me in the past. And now, as I'm growing through them, learning now that I have all power over them.
0: Yeah, because so, because of the because of the sacrifice of Christ. Because the the, the beautiful thing about um, about the verse we were talking about is, I believe in verse ten, Paul begins to say that that is why I boast. That therefore, mm-hmm. that is why I boast in my weakness. Mm-hmm. I got to go back and check, but I believe that's that's what he's saying.
2: His, that's why he boasts in his weaknesses, right? His, exactly. His hardships, his hardships are, yeah, absolutely.
0: But Exactly. It, 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 but the boasting in that, see, what people don't understand is that is an open surrender. I mean, he's boasting because he's surrendering his struggles to Christ, and so, mm-hmm. you know. Corey, we, as a group, as bro, we've been tapping into this Eric Mason book, right? Unleashed. The first two chapters are are talking about sanctification. So that's the only thing that's on my mind right now, currently. And Mm -hmm. I'm understanding as I begin to study that, you can, (laughs) it's so beautiful. I was doing a study. I was like, okay, so I see all these places where, whenever grace is talked about, the Holy Spirit is mentioned Mm -hmm. everywhere. And so I I began to think, I was like, so are these two are, are, are they interchangeable? No, they're not interchangeable, but you cannot have one without the other. Mm-hmm. So because when Christ went to the cross, right, grace was then given through faith right you know Ephesians 2 8 through faith right? not, not by any work of your own right? but through faith. So mm-hmm. when you choose to have the faith 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 in Christ, then grace is released into your life. and when grace is released, you receive, the Holy spirit as a gift. That's mm-hmm. why grace is a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. But what that takes and how that goes back to Paul is it takes a repentant and surrendered heart to say, yeah, I'm, I'm weak. I, I can't do this. So I'm going to repent, which means turn. You turn from your old ways, you repent and you turn to Christ. And now you're confessing, which allows that grace to be in the Holy spirit to come in.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And because the Holy spirit comes in, watch this boom. Because the Holy Spirit comes in, he begins that sanctification process. And that's why in this battle for purity, who cares what your, what it looks like?
2: Mm.
0: Who cares how long it takes to get clean and to get free? That's not saying you're using that grace as an excuse, but as long as you choose to pursue Christ and to boast about those weaknesses and to surrender those weaknesses, the Holy Spirit gonna continue and finish that work. Mm-hmm. Because what, what Dr. Mason w- was talking about in those in those first two chapters is how we are not we are not proprietors of the work we don't do the work we're mm-hmm. only called we're only called to pursue holiness. So peep this I'm gonna pull this, this verse up and I hope Brian throws it up on the screen. When we go to uh, Galatians three two through three, it mm-hmm. breaks it all down. Even especially for who has ever listening to this and is trying to walk in period but keep falling and mm-hmm. trying to get up. And keep falling and trying to get up. And I don't want to hear, oh, that ain't me, because the statistics say 60%. It's about a little bit more than 60% of men in the church, in the church alone, are struggling with pornography and masturbation and sexual sin. 50% of pastors. Then -hmm. it goes on to say how 57% of pastors say that sexual sin is the number one issue in their church. So I don't want to hear that. But what I do want to hear is that, hey, I'm pursuing Christ through this. Mm. And, I, and I'm boasting those weaknesses. I'm not trying to do it on my own. So right. Galatians 2, 2, Galatians 3, 2 through 3 says, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish After beginning by the means of the spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Let me, let me give you, hmm. let me give you one, one, a different, uh, translation let's go to let's go to new living real quick and then i then we're going to move forward in the new living it says did you receive the holy spirit by obeying the law of moses no because christ came to fulfill that all mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. of course not paul goes on to say you receive the spirit because you believe the message you heard about christ
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay mm-hmm. so now we talk about the through faith right we talk about the through faith because you believe now you're receiving the Holy Spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So verse three going, I love the new living. I love the new living breakdown of it. It says, how foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the spirit? So you believed in Christ, you admitted it, confessed it, turned to him. Now your new life begins with the spirit, to accepting grace and receiving the spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. After starting your new lives in Christ, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Right. By your own human effort. Right. right. So that goes on to qualify and say there is nothing you can do as a human being as far as the work Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: that can change you or change your heart Mm -hmm. or save you. But by pursuing Christ, the the best thing you can do is the the, the where you want to
2: put in the effort is just in your pursuit, not in the physical work being done. Because the Holy Spirit has to do it. Let, let me let me add this in here. And I wrote this down mm-hmm. earlier when I when I looked in, into uh, more into purity, and it said yeah. it said we will never be a perfect human, like we, we would we we, we yeah. would never be perfect, but it says here that we should still strive for to this high standard. Of mm-hmm. living yeah, it's, it's yeah. a it's a strive, right? So that means if you're striving towards that, your mind is always set on those pure things of Christ, the beauties of Christ. In essence, right—the things that makes us new in Him, right. If we set our minds on that, and to your point, that verse is so powerful because if we understand that we have new life because of Christ, right. So that said, that our old selves died with Him, right, and we, when He was resurrected, we was also resurrected, and mm-hmm. from our old ways into this new life. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that with all of your heart, right, and and understand that now because God gets the glory, you've been bought at a high price because Christ died for our transgressions, right? Yeah. So if we understood that and we begin to say, you know what, well, my power lies in the hands of the one that made me new. Hmm. So why am I out here fighting these demons on my own? Come on. Why am I out here fighting this temptation you know, on my own? Why am I doing all within my power, right? My, the power that's within the flesh that's gotten me in the place that I'm in in the first place? Yeah. why am I still still trying to do this on my own is try to strive for perfection from a worldly sense on my own. So that what you mentioned, bro, is so powerful because we we sometimes try to lean on so much of our strength in our own weakness that we miss the mark in trying to find God in that in that mix. right? Yeah because we're still putting our own agenda in play versus, giving ourselves completely in total surrender to God such that we can submit to all of his ways, right? So that he can renew our minds, right? So that we won't conform to the standards, behaviors and the customs of the world as Romans 12, two states, right? He wants to renew us completely, but only way that can happen if we're in total surrender and he is given the power to right our confused minds, right? Like get our confused minds where we put so much of us in the world and into these desires and into things that's truly broken us as a people, right? Mm. That if we begin to give our lives over so we can begin to not conform to the world standards, but to these high standards of pure living and strive for that. And as long as you're striving and seeking, right? God is gonna continue to fulfill his promise of taking care of you. hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: And, and I want to I want to go ahead and I want to stop part one right here um, and, and going into part two of this series. Um, so you think you're safer at home, a talk, a talk about purity, uh, uh, a pursuit of the, the breaking down of how, how, as a Christian man, you can pursue purity. Um, we, we want I want to just leave you brothers with a, with a couple of things. And, and even there's some sisters tuning in that, that you can use and apply these things because men aren't the only ones struggling with these issues. We're, we're the majority. Okay. But mm-hmm. we're not we're not the only ones. So, as we laid out across this podcast, if you're trying to pursue and get on get on your path of, of purity and walk things out, a go ahead and surrender your life to Christ. Just, just surrender all that you, all that's going on to Christ. Surrender it. Absolutely. Um, to find find some accountability and, and try to find yes. some community that can help you walk and keep you accountable to what you're doing. Three, just pursue, just run after his heart. After you've given your life and you've found some groups and you're trying to, who cares if you if you come out looking like a, a baby giraffe that's kind of stumbling around as far like just walk, just 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 walk. He yeah. he gonna he gonna do the work for you. Just yes. just walk. Yes. And then as you begin to walk, even through your stumbles, recognize a what is triggering you, mm-hmm. and try to begin to do some self inventory and see what your trauma is. And mm-hmm. as we go into part two, the brothers are going to share with you. What is the why behind their purity? Why is it important to understand your why? And we're going to give you some practical ways you can pursue purity as a Christian man. So uh, on episode, this is three for us, right, fellas? Yes. So Mm -hmm. episode three of this um, six part, uh, six part uh, season one of the Brough Podcast. We just want to thank y'all for joining in. And remember, um, this is where we talk Christian manhood, purely purity, and the intermingling, intermingling of faith and pop culture. Uh much love y'all, fellas. Go Thank ahead and sign guys. off. Say goodbye good to the folks.
1: See you guys. Have a good day. Yeah, for sure.